Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Stu. Tilly's here. Hello. Krupa's here. Hi. Alex Simmons is here. Happy you, New Year. Have you noticed that I I just call these two by their surname? I didn't know what I've got a little bit of respect for you, so I call respect. you Alex Simmons. I would rather you call me Mr. Alexander Simmons. Not going to happen. No. Have you got a middle name? No. Or Arndo. Brilliant. Have you got a middle name? Yeah, you're John, aren't you? John Francis, yeah. which, which is, is my confirmation name. So I went to a Catholic school, so right. I chose the name Francis. Hmm. Did you? Why did yeah. you choose the name Francis? Because I thought it'd be um, because of Francis Assisi. I see. And I liked animals. <laughs> you like animals? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Frank Sinatra or something, but Francis you, Assisi. Yeah, as a ten-year-old child choosing my confirmation me, to name. Let me, so, hang on a second. So, American singer. So when you're ten, you have to choose a middle name if you're Catholic. You, no, you choose your confirmation name, which slots in between your first name, your middle name, and your surname. And how, many, you, how many have you got a choice of? How many? How many names? You can choose any. Anything at all. Anything what would you Bible? choose, Alex? Oh God! Zero. God. God. Cunt knuckle. Oh no! Not not a strictly a biblical name. I would say no, that you didn't say to be biblical. I would say I that is your you middle name. You pick any name, any biblical name. Oh, I said. Right. Ah, so I couldn't have danger. You could have Jesus fucking Christ. Then danger would be my middle name. Brilliant. What? It's going well so far, isn't <laughs> that it? That joke is as old as the Bible. Jesus <laughs> 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 used to say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, Jesus? <laughs> what is it? Jesus. Edward. Edward. That's quite nice. My dad's first name. Ah, fact. Fact, fans. Uh, what's been happening this week? I'm glad we chose to film this one. <laughs> well, are we going to? Well, we're acknowledging that now, I guess. <laughs> yes. It wasn't going to. No, cheers. Yeah. We're filming it. <laughs> well, this week has been for me. It's been my first week back, and for you, Tilly, uh, of 2000. Alex has put his radio voice on. Yeah, have I? Hey, that's right. <laughs> well, this week has been my first week back of 2014, mm. and what a cracker it's been. Has it though? Uh, it's been all right. Oh. What's what? What's been the biggest news for you this week? Uh, I'll give you a clue. Well, I haven't. I'm gonna, that's not the biggest news for me. What is the biggest news for you? Well, I'm just trying to think. Your daughter started school. She did. That was ex- that's big news. She cut her hand yeah. open. Mm. What? Yeah, it was sad news. Luke did it. Yeah. Oh no. Luke did it. No, when you said oh, what? <laughs> what? No, when you said it was big news, I was like, yeah, Luke did a news video. Oh. Was going to be a glib aside, and then right. you said she cut her hand, and I thought, oh, she'll <laughs> backpack to pedal on that one. What is Kamali doing? Luke did it. Like carrying knives, he shouldn't be. He's too young. Anyway, yeah. So I guess the biggest gaming news was that it's obviously CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And PlayStation revealed that it has a new service coming in. It's not PlayStation yesterday. It's not PlayStation tomorrow. It's PlayStation now. Now. Yes. Except it's not starting yet. No. PlayStation. Almost now. (laughs) PlayStation soon. Yes. And what is PlayStation now, Alex? So it's basically a rebrand of what Gaikai was. Um, What? Is that racist? No, that's how you pronounce it. Is it? Yeah. Do it again. Gaikai. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure that's. Is that racist? Mm, no. <laughs> looking it up. He's just checking to see um, if Alex saying. I've got, I've, got, I've got an app that tells you whether something's racist. <laughs> um, it's not racist. Oh, no, there you go. Okay, so excellent. we can continue with uh, Guy Kai News. So it's um, basically <laughs> it's going to enable you to uh, access all the back catalogue of PlayStation games. Obviously, a big thing with PS4, it doesn't have backwards compatibility. No. This will give you access to all the classic uh, PS3 games, PS2 mm-hmm. games. So they showed Last of Us running uh, streaming. Look very nice. And what's the really smart thing about it is it's not just accessing that stuff on your PS4, but for example, you could hook up uh, DualShock 3 and play it on your Bravia TV, which is mm. very cool. I think they say bra. Bra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your bra. Um, but, uh, and, and then the, eventually. Eventually, like all other kind of platforms, and you know, I don't think they said specifics, but there's no reason why it couldn't be uh, iPad. I believe Samsung are in talks of them for their TVs as well. Yeah. Which would be good. Which is, you know, that to me uh, is the kind of future of gaming. Mm. To make it truly accessible to everyone is not having another box underneath your TV, but having no box and just using your TV. I like to, was it Andrew House introduced it and he said, at last you can play PS3 games in your living room. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I've been able to do that for a couple of years now, mate. Just a couple of years. Just a couple of years, yeah. Is this the kind of move that could win a war? I honestly think if they get it right, so I'll just go over to the Middle East and ask. Shall I? Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean the console, Jerusalem, war, rather than something particularly like serious. Yeah, uh, I, I do think it's a very smart move, mm. uh, and they claim it only needs a five megabit connection, yeah. it's which is pretty, Xbox One. like pretty much it, anyone half decent. Yeah, it could come. Imagine <laughs> that. Um, but in Europe, we might not get it for quite some time. Yeah, but I don't think... I, I, honestly, I don't think the infrastructure is quite there. Like, I think I can't remember who I was talking to this morning, but uh, I've got... It's not a particularly fast connection, but it's about, I don't know, 10 to 15 yeah. megabit connection at home. I don't and think that it's, struggles with iPlayer. I don't think it's just the connection, though, is it? It's it's the servers as well. You've got to be relatively close to where oh, their God, server right. farm is. Well, that's definitely not... Yeah, my nearest server farm is like Maidenhead, which is freaking miles away. Right. I think that's the problem you'll have then. So I'd need to move to Maidenhead, basically. If you could, yeah. yeah. Do you okay. mind doing that? So to play old PS3 Explain that to your missus. She'll be absolutely fine. The, the future is you sat in a car near the Maidenhead server farm yeah. playing a four-year-old game That's on it. your iPad. I'm crying. Look at that. That sounds amazing. House prices in Maidenhead are going to shoot up. Yeah. yeah. Never mind being close to a decent school. It's going to be all about exactly. how close you are to yeah. a server farm yeah. so you can play Gakai. Was that racist? Now, that is racist. Was that, that racist? That is, is racist it's, when you do it. Why? Why? Because there's always that hint of malice. <laughs> That's absolutely <laughs> with everything you say. <laughs> with you giving your history and some of your tattoos. <laughs> it's just, it is racist, Stuart. Uh, I still can't believe you won't let me bring my bulldog into work. It's just so unfair. Your bulldog. My yeah. bulldog. <laughs> my bulldog. <laughs> you do bring your bulldog into work. <laughs> you do bring that in. <laughs> Pop it out every now and then. <laughs> Uh, what's next? Next piece of news. Sales. Yes. So, yeah, so um, a few more things that came out of CES. One, quickly, I'll just deal with this, is most recent um, sales figures for the new consoles. I'm not saying next gen. I'm saying new consoles, mm. PS4 and Xbox One. Well, we've had a bit of a uh, chat about that on, on with with our US team about what to call them, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I should be interested to hear what listeners think about that issue, whether we stop saying next gen. What point does it become current gen, next gen? Because, you know, it's still not out in many, many countries. Yeah, you don't the, do this with a lot of yeah. it's technology, though. No. Or any. Um, so... But that's normally... Yeah, I, I guess you don't really call it a next-gen iPad, do you? Yeah, or with trousers. 
Is my new trousers than my old trousers? Uh, I don't think that's probably the same. It's a form of technology. Are there Alex. any technological advances in your latest trousers? He's got three legs. Well, no. <laughs> on a good day. I call him tripod. Like Jake the peg. Yeah. No. That doesn't look, seem to look be how that quite turned out right anymore, no. does it? With his extra yeah. leg. Anyway, um, so get back to the sales figures. So Xbox One, three million units, and in, play- what's that? About six weeks or something, isn't it? Yeah, that takes it to December. Yep. Uh, by the end of 2013, and PlayStation Four was 4.2 million yeah. by December 28th. That doubles the sales figures of 2.1 million on December 1st. And Sony's cons, obviously Xbox One in the select territories for launch still. But PS4 is still not out in Japan, which is obviously a very strong market Very for strong them. market. And that's so. why it was later in Japan. Big numbers. Very big numbers. Right, uh, but obviously still some way to go, because I think Xbox 360 and PS3 sold 80 million. Yeah. Um, in total, together? Uh, each. Each. Yeah. Well, obviously over the course of seven years. And they, st- and they obviously still or. exist. And they're still <laughs> they're selling still yeah. in homes, I, yeah. But I... But I Actually, what I don't know is how well those consoles sold at the same in the same period as um, yeah uh, PS4 and sorry yeah PS3 selling in the same period as PS4. If you see what I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get let's get Luke on. <laughs> All right, Doc yeah. Brown, do you want to get the chalkboard out? <laughs> um, so another Just bit of an aneurysm while I sit here. There's a new contender though, the Steam Machine. Which the CS we revealed were, were they 14 at least. In my day. Train engine, a locomotive. So CS, they've announced this thing that runs on Steam. Um, but they didn't, there's not just one of them, there's 14 of them. I know. And there could be even more uh, of them. What are you but talking that's about? PC, right? All right. <laughs> basically, what's happened is that, you know, Valve. Yep. the company they yep. brought out this thing that's basically a console. Do you know Valve? You yeah, know Valve. Like, okay. yeah, you probably know how. I've worked here a while. <laughs> He's heard us talk about things like this. And they're, they're bringing out what they're calling a games console. But as far as I can see, it's ba- it's a PC. They're right. bringing out PCs, but calling them game consoles. And they run on their own version of an operating system, SteamOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you can decide which kind of level you want to, to, to get your machine so, at. Either a really cheapo, crappy but, version. So there's one here, which is... Properly or really expensive. And version. some of them have absolutely amazing names. So the iBuyPower, iBuyPower, yep. SBX... What, sorry? Can you do that properly? I buy power. I buy... That's better. (laughs) I buy power SBX starts for $499. Dollar. Um, Expensive. Some really expensive, though. Um, But that's still, what, 300 quid? 350 quid? The Falcon... I bet that'd be 400 quid. Check this one. The Falcon Northwest Tiki. The what? The the Falcon... (laughs) The Falcon Northwest Tiki. That goes for up to six thousand dollars. That sounds like what? a helicopter, doesn't it? The Zotac. What are these? They really these are need like to work late on. night big TV stuff. Well, no, Zotac. <laughs> see, let me have a look at this. Zotac. They they're they're, they're a motherboard manufacturer. Okay. Uh, who else you got there? Yeah, Gigabyte. They make motherboards as well. Gigabyte so they're all these these are all people that that make PC. So they're parts. wrapping it so up into something. Manufacturer. They're branded. Yeah. Yeah. The next spa. Steam a lot machine. of them are next just cool. spa steam machine that definitely has to be a sauna exactly. <laughs> well just maybe something you pop your feet in I have actually got I have actually yeah. got a list of yeah that is the Falcon Northwest tropical tiki machine that is that is, these are saunas makes really a, nice contents uh, can I ask oh, a question about fuck. this <laughs> yes is this real or are you making this up because this is just, weird unfortunately it is real okay don't know is this good don't or bad like this seems like a strange 
Look at this one, Main Gear Spark. Well, I, yeah. Are people anyway, going to be buying so, these in, instead of the PCs? Or and they've got no uniform like aesthetic to them as well. There's some that are really thin that look like super slim SD drives. Uh, some of them, some of them are really fucking ugly. Some one, one of them looks like a router. Yeah, this one with the two yeah. antennas. There's but another one that just looks like a small, badly made steel box. But the, the whole point of Steam Machines for me when they first announced them was to make PC gaming easy and accessible yeah. to the masses. Yeah. yeah. And by having 14 units straight away doesn't make it easier or accessible. It's, it's confusing. Like, uh, also, I don't know much about PCs, and I will freely admit that because I'm, I've always been a console gamer. Yep. And that's where my expe- expertise lie. But I know an i3 chip ain't much cop. Yeah. I thought you've always said that. I'm based this on what you said, Stuart. Well, you should never listen to what I say. (laughs) He lies and changes capricious every time. Here's the thing. Uh, I3 chip, yeah, not not particularly powerful, but when you're looking at offsetting most of the processing onto the GPU, onto the graphics card... Remember this next time Stuart wants to upgrade to his PC. You don't need... Maybe you don't need such a ninja processor. Right. But the one that seems to be the flagship model is the Alienware Steam machine. It's the one that a lot of attention was given to, and there's no pricing announced for that one mm. yet but it looks quite nice got that distinctive Alienware design to it but, but it was a, li- a little bit more of a console form factor even more yeah. so than the X51 yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the uh, idea is though that these are upgradable as well so you can bung extra RAM in you bung new me- um, graphics cards in as in when so yeah. instead of having a closed off path like a console you have something yeah. that is upgradable actually I don't have details of it here but you see the Razer, the Razer. PC is it Project Catherine mm. I think where it's, it's fully modular yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool like, very odd looking but kind of like a nice idea. But again, the, the problem for that is that, you know, I don't know what I'm getting. If it says I'm getting a GeForce 6800 FX, that means nothing to right. me. I want to know out of 10 how good the graphics are going to be. That's what I want to In know. C- compared to what, though? Compared to a console? Compared to... Well, f- compared, like maybe there should be a Steam rating, Steam machine rating. Okay. Like how clean is it going to get my curtains? <laughs> Your beef curtains. I don't have beef curtains, do you? No. Right. Moving on. Yes. Michael Bay then. Uh, this is, Speaking uh, of meltdowns. Yeah. Can we have an unlucky, Alex? <laughs> unlucky. Uh, Michael Bay was unlucky this week when he went on stage at uh, CES. Um, there was a Samsung press conference where they were rolling out their 105-inch UHD TV. So it's one of these 4K TVs. They're rolling out because it's one of those bendable. Because yeah, it's a fucking bendable one. <laughs> it's weird. I don't understand these curved tellies. But anyway, the thing is, he goes on stage to speak about this TV. He got really, apparently, according to Michael Bay, he got so excited about talking about it that he skipped over the introduction line that the executive vice president was doing. Right. Lost his place in the auto queue. The person operating the auto queue then ran the auto queue back. Yeah. Michael Bay just completely lost his shit and kind of went, ah, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, and said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I wish he had have a said that. But surely, like, obviously, he's such a big advocate of the TV, he wouldn't need an auto queue to He's lent his name and the future of his new movie to this yeah, TV. That's right, because I'm doing a special curved screen experience with Samsung and Transformers 4 footage that will be traveling around the world. Was, so, so, what was that from that you just read then? Well, so that that's he took to his blog yeah, after did, his yeah. his fuck up. Yeah, saying I just embarrassed term. myself at CES. Yes, you did. Ironically, he went from a guy who could talk and transformed into a mute. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. 
But isn't, no. there, a certain, isn't <laughs> there a certain amount of schadenfreude for all the mm. shit we've had to watch that Michael Bay has brought out to actually watch him there's on also, stage? There's also a lot of sympathy for him up. as well, though. Yeah. A lot of people... From people that haven't seen any of the Transformers I felt sorry movie, for the other guy, the... Um, VP. The, yeah. Well, well, he, he, I wouldn't, mate. He's probably got a private jet yeah, and everything. I bet Samsung has shelled out a lot of money for yeah, him exactly. to come to Las yeah. Vegas yeah. to do that. And I felt like he left that guy stuck between the rock and a hard place. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> How long Everything has been building up to this <laughs> awful hell. gag. That's it. Yeah, you uh. sat though through three news stories. Here's <laughs> 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 my time. I have actually been making notes of Michael Bay film titles. <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out how to get a lot of pain and very little gain in. Right. We should just so, Chris, stop being such a bad boy. And, <laughs> Well, then I said it was the CES version of Pearl Harbor, but I thought that was tasteless. That is pretty tasteless. Yeah, yeah. still wanted Pearl to get Harbor. it in anyway. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm. That is a bad film. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yeah. So yeah, what you're saying though, I mean, sympathy for him? Meh. No. But that's yeah. the thing from Samson's point of view, a lot of people have watched that video. A lot. Way, way more yeah. than they yep. would have done if it had gone successful. Like, you seen it's all planned. <laughs> I still don't understand though. Can somebody please explain to me the point of having a curved television? Well, to follow well, the curvature well, of your eyes. Stu, Michael Baker didn't. No, exactly. <laughs> he lost it. <laughs> 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 Michael Baker. I don't know why you would want it. Maybe it disoriented him with the curved He's like, ah. Um, you're a big home cinema buff. I can only see it being a problem for people sitting at at the side of your room. Yeah. Like, well, it's not, this, it's it's not really curved, Well, it is it? quite curved. But the thing is, <sighs> in professional cinemas, they have been trying f- ever since the dawn of cinema yeah. to get screens completely flat because they've had, you know, for years they had problems with lenses um, because the technology meant that if you had, you know, a long throw on a lens, a huge yep. screen, yep. the centre would be in Fine. focus, the... The side bits wouldn't be, so you curve the screen around to, to allow for that. Which yep. is why if you go to the Odeon Leicester Square and you see like what's supposed to be a flat horizon, it looks absolutely awful because there's such a huge curve. Yep. And in fact, David Lean wouldn't allow Lawrence of Arabia to be shown in that cinema because he said it just ruins the film. It ruins mm. the aesthetic of the film because right. everything's all wonky. Right. So now we're at a stage where cinemas are kind of with digital technology and amazing new lenses and stuff. They're getting the screens completely flat. Yeah. And we seem to be saying, oh no, curved is better. Mm. Let's have a curved telly. But surely it's just another 3D thing, right? It's a gimmick. Like, yeah. This is a gimmick yeah. that'll come and go. Ultra HD, however. After 4K. S- after seeing it. Is that the same as 4K? Yeah. Okay. This, this is the big problem as well is... Some people are calling it 4K, some people are calling it UHD, Ultra HD, and I right. think until that settles down, people are still going to be very wary of I'm calling it next money. gen. Is that all right? But yeah, that was the same TV. as the whole kind of HD ready versus full HD thing. Yeah. Oh, was what was that? Like, if you were HD ready, it wasn't it was 720. Quite. That's right. Yeah. And that's not true HD 1080. No. Is. no. But this has happened time and time again. Uh, when you had uh, Windows Vista ready laptops, which couldn't actually properly run the whole version of Windows Vista. They could only run like a crappy version of Windows right, Vista. Right, a light version or something. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, with none of the kind of graphical bells and whistles. So this keeps happening. They bring out stuff and they bring out a lower version so of it. It's a stopgap version. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of, yeah. Are just, they trying to hoodwink people or is it more just kind of, a little bit like that, isn't it? It's a bit, isn't it? Yeah, because it's people, slightly misleading. People say, I mean, you know, you can hmm. still get these huge 55, 60 inch TVs today. Uh, like plasma TVs for three, four hundred quid, and you think, oh, that's fantastic. And you look at the specs, and they top out at 720p. Yeah. And you just think, it's going to yeah. be awful. But yeah. people look at it and think, big telly, HD, I love that. That is true, yeah. Like, you see it all the time in the sales, and people just buying anything. Yeah. I, I spent ages researching mine. I want them to be more curved. I want next year at CES them to do like a Zoe trope, like in 4K, and then put it on Michael Bay's head. It'll happen. And then shoot him. 
Probably not through Samsung. Maybe he'll, he'll appear for LG next year. Yeah. yeah. Thinking. And they got a lot of hits on that video. Unlucky yeah. gold star. Yeah. BAFTAs. Um, BAFTAs. Good. BAFTAs. This seems to be Chris Tilly's BAFTA <laughs> alert, everybody. <laughs> Has everyone got their puns ready? <laughs> the, uh, the BAFTAs nominations were announced this week. Um, and Gravity leads the way with 11 nominations. Mm. Um, just ahead of 12 Years a Slave and American Hustle, both of which have 10. And Captain Phillips has 9. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this a lot this week, haven't we, Crooks? Yes. We did a yes. video for the site, yeah. speculating. Very and much. we kind of came to the conclusion that it looks like it's a two-horse race, we record, between Gravity and 12 Years a Slave. So how is Gravity a British film? Oh. Well, that's been debated. Well... well sorry, the, so what you're talking about, Alex, is as well as being nominated as best film, it's been yeah. nominated as outstanding British film. Yeah. So alongside films like Rush and Philomena, which so you would what, think of as British. So more what than we talked about in the video we did was that you know f- filmmaking at that level, pretty much at every level, is collaborative process. So it's got American backing. Yep. It's got American stars. It's got Mexican director, but it was filmed in the UK, probably with UK crews. So right. they physically help make the movie yeah. and then Technology British, British special yeah frame store yeah. so British special effects right. teams so you know but a big like, chunk of that how, movie how was they, British craftsmanship how do they figure it out though is it as a percentage yeah or? yeah there's, there's something like I think there's 16 points right. that a film has to reach before it can be considered British gotcha. but in this instance it has to have Danny Dyer in it <laughs> every film should have Danny Dyer in, it. <laughs> in this instance there's been quite a bit of debate this week about it um, saying that they've it's kind of been fudged a little bit so that Gravity could be in this category although I don't know why it would need to be yeah, in that why? category yeah because uh, similarly um, Saving Mr Banks is in there which which equally people are saying is not a British film yes. that really seems not very British whatsoever mm. apart from having one British Thompson, person yeah. mm, it's written by a British woman it's it's very muddy, this kind mm. of thing. And I just don't think it's really necessary either. It's a bit of a weird category. I mean, it's a weird category. Hopefully, I mean, it'll give them the opportunity to give a, a, a big prize to Philomena or Rush. So what we like, were saying like, is... There's just no point in having it in there. Well, like we, say, we said in the, in the discussion, you know, 12 Years Slave is very traditional Oscar fair. Yeah. Like fodder for award season. Yeah. And you can see it very easily going to that film. But Gravity, even though it's got quite a cheesy script, it's quite lightweight, it's 90 minutes in terms of plotting, really. It is proper spectacle and it showcases another side to cinema. Yeah. And one that's sometimes overlooked at the Oscars. It's a, it's a tricky one, though, because, because who, who do you think that important cinema people would rather support? Uh, a kind of... Uh, almost what what we could refer to as a, a 90 minute B movie or something that takes on a bigger uh, a bigger picture a bigger kind of um, topic topic yeah it's, it is undoubtedly because it's not because let's face it here isn't it yeah is it, it, it's easier to make cast the vote for 12 years a slave mm. if you, you were on the judging panel it's just easier yeah. yeah but I think gravity showcases another side of cinema that doesn't often get rewarded in necessarily that category yeah. I mean I think it's going to get level. it's going to get yeah. a lot of technical awards yeah. that's for sure yeah. I can easily yeah. see it picking up seven, eight, and nine the, technical the, awards but but should it win should that win when you compare it to something like 12 Years a Slave well, it, point, what you know how can you compare those the, two films well, the, one of the points I made was is an experience I think Gravity you might not have another media I think 12 Years a Slave you might be able to have a uh, experience akin to that in literature if you read The Colour Purple or something yeah. like that, or even his first-hand account, there's a, an experience you can have there that's maybe akin to it. Whereas Gravity, I think, is pure filmmaking. I wouldn't be surprised if 12 Years a Slave wins Best Picture, but they give the directing award to Alfonso Cuaron for yeah. what he's managed to pull off. 
which yeah. is pretty amazing feat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much so that I was, I was telling Dan that quite famously recently in, a, in a, one of the European junkets, <laughs> uh, a European, one of the European journalists asks Alfonso Cuaron how he shot the film in space. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a testament to how good the effects were or how stupid this journalist was. I said to Chris, yeah. I said to Chris, we start doing a new feature on IGN every time we got a junket. It's like Iron Man swing up. How did you actually fly the Iron Man suit? <laughs> yeah. just, just, just to see the reaction. I'd love to see yeah, like a world. compilation of that. So, who was responsible for looking after the dinosaurs in between takes? Who <laughs> was a dinosaur wrangler? Um, but maybe, I mean, you can see the list of nominees on the site and you can look at a conversation. But uh, kind of what was interesting is what's been missed out. So, um, Wolf of Wall Street and Inside Lewin Davis failed to get best film. Mm. Nods. Um, Idris Elba didn't get a best what, so actor. They, nom- they fell in the timeline. Uh, no, they did. Yeah, they did, and they they weren't nominated. Wow. Wolf like of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street got a directing nod, but not a that film. Doesn't make sense because no. so many people are going. I haven't seen it myself, but the, the, the buzz crazy. around Wolf of Wall Street is insane. It tonight, yeah, I'm yeah. quite excited. And Inside Lewin Davis didn't. Um, like I said, yeah, Idris Elba didn't get nominated for best actor, which I think surprised a few he, people. He does a lot of acting in that film. A lot of acting. A lot of acting. Nor did, nor did Robert Redford. Naomi um, Harris feels a bit of a... She's been overlooked She's as well. been overlooked as well. Mandela. And one I thought might be quite interesting is the visual effects um, category. Uh, it's Gravity, Hobbit, Iron Man 3, Pacific Rim, Star Trek Into Darkness, but no Man of Steel. Mm, good. Which had a lot of effects in it. It did, but they weren't... <laughs> the cape. good. You didn't like them? <laughs> Not really. They were quite. I thought they were quite different, though. Like no, but the, 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 my whole problem with it, and I know it's not a real place, but mm. the thing I loved about Nolan's Batman stuff is that for me, special effects work when it feels natural. It felt so, and it was alien that it was just like this. I just synthetic, hated wasn't it? The yeah. style of it, I hated but it. But I like the special effects in the beginning when Zod gets frozen and they all fly up to prison in big ice dildos. Yeah, yes. big ice cocks. <laughs> big ice cocks. Big ice cocks. <laughs> So that's the BAFTAs, as Chris says. More on that on the site. Uh, and something about Skyrim. Yeah, well, before going to her, we veto this story in the last 10 minutes because they've come out and said that this story is bogus about a remake coming to PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm going to sub in a new story, which yeah. is Stephen Moffat, a screening mm. of the final episode of Sherlock Season 3, announced that Sherlock will return for a fourth season on the BBC. And possibly a fifth. They so they've planned, it, they've yeah. planned the fifth. Mm. So he said between downtime shooting this season, um, they went upstairs, that's Moffat and Mark Gatiss, who is the now showrunner. And during a rainy day, they planned out the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. If they get to make the fifth, I don't know, but said they will be back for the fourth. And so, the, so the cast have signed on for four. Yep. Okay. At this point, before the airing of the third and final episode, yeah. I am ambivalent toward that. Yeah. It depends what happens in this I, next episode, right? I am yeah. ambivalent because I've, you know, I've reviewed the show for the site and you taken some stick. Most, most from my views. Critics, yeah. No, and my reviews haven't been, you know, people think I've given it twos, I think, in their yeah. heads, like two yeah. out of ten, it's like yeah. one star. It's not, it's more kind of in the middle, like three yeah. out of five if we yeah. did five star ratings. Just because I think it's, it, the focus of the show has slightly changed and it's lost plotting. And people said, oh, you want the show to be formulaic. And I don't want the show to be formulaic. No. Just because something is genre, it has a mystery, doesn't have to be formulaic. Mm. Stuff like that is composed from stock features. But the skill in the writing is making that feel fresh and exciting. That's a skill in itself. And 
I think I am looking forward to a four season because I think something bad might happen in the last episode, which might kickstart a return to maybe what we once knew. Yeah. Because I yeah. think something bad might happen to Watson but then, <laughs> and yeah. his new bride. My only problem with that then is they've spent an entire thing. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and you know, we've waited two years for these two episodes. I, I agree because you like, could have had ugh. more cases for this season. Yeah. Kind of slowly building up the um, the wife yeah. and then maybe do that in the next season and yeah. then maybe a big... Yeah. We don't know what the cliffhanger it, is Also, yet. I mean, if you think back to each of the two previous seasons, the, the, the middle episode, the second episode, was the weakest one each time. Mm. And it could turn out this one. I mean, the third episode could be the best one they've, they've ever done. Yeah. We, we've got to kind of yeah, keep our powder dry in this one. I'm open-minded. And, from and, the trailer, and, and, and was... in the context of the third one, this second one might be better. There might be little things in there. I, I just hope it's not like, and I don't think it will be, like the same kind of cliffhanger ending where they have to spend the first part of next season yeah. explaining yeah. stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. all right, I hope get they on got that out of their system. Yeah. yeah. It's done. It's been, there hasn't really, the, the problem is, I don't think there's really been a proper hook for these three episodes. Mm. Like the last three episodes were, were very much about Moriarty, wasn't it? Yeah. If I'm remembering them correctly. Yeah. 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 But this season there hasn't been. It's just been flailing around. Yeah. Um, well, they've mentioned like, this new guy. I can't remember his um, name. Yeah, Charles go. Magnuson. But he was teased at the end of the first episode, but then he was not apparent in the second episode at all. So he's going to come into the third episode without really the same build-up that Moriarty did. Yeah. When he appeared, you're like, oh, crap, this is Moriarty. Yeah. And he had, you know, he was amazing there. But that's uh, fine. They've got an hour and a half. And he yeah, could just be a great a one-off villain. Could be. Let's hope so, yeah. Um, but even like something like the Helm of the Baskervilles episode, which kind of gets slagged off a lot. But I still had a certain cohesion to it. It was like they went out of London as well on that. And it felt like it had... The, the, the bigger problem for me that episode was that the actual the solution gas, was just a bit rubbish. Yeah. Mm. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. is that it? Uh. Is one, one of the problems is, I think I said this the other week, is after two years, your expectations have been stoked yeah. to such ridiculous yeah. proportions. Was it ever, ever not going to be a bit of a letdown when it returned? Um, I... Well, uh, do you know what? If it was more of the same, I'd have been quite happy with that, I yeah. think. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I think that it's still possible for things to satisfy your expectations. Like, I imagine going in, I can't remember what it was like, but I imagine going into like, the dark night yeah. with your expectations being massive yeah. and think, walking away going, that was brilliant. Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. There are times when you do walk away and go, that was as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It is rare because obviously that's difficult to achieve. Yeah. Mm. Cumberbatch is still brilliant, I think. He's great. And they both and, are. And the cast are absolutely superb. Yeah. I think they've just been let down a little bit by... I think the editing and direction have been off. Yeah. I think the editing's been a bit kind of fidgety and a bit ADHD. Mm-hmm. And some of the like visual trickery is becoming a little bit intrusive. Yeah. Well, the, the director, Paul McGuigan, who, who did the best episodes of the previous two, He's directing uh, Frankenstein at the moment, so that's why he's not been involved in these ones. He's doing right. that with Daniel Radcliffe and James McAvoy. So I think it's missing him a little bit because yeah. he did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. But I am looking forward to seeing the next episode on yeah. Sunday, I think. Well, I'm, sure, it, I'm so. sure we'll talk about it again next week, won't we? More yeah. than likely. Mm. Cool, okay, great. Uh, let us know what you think of any of the news we've been talking about this week. Uh, let us know your opinion on Sherlock as well, uh, if you think it's been let down Just by... Don't direct it to yeah. groups, because he's had enough of that on the side. No, I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Now, uh, what's this next section? Most looking forward to this year, it says in capital, no, in bold letters. Each person picks a game or a film they're most anticipating. I only just read this. I haven't done that. It's really? very well, slick. We'll come to you yeah. last then. Please do. It gives me five minutes to think about this. Should we start this? Don't steal mine. Don't steal mine. What's yours then? Um, I've, put, <laughs> I've put down six films. Wow. 
So, okay. So, but it's weird for me because normally, you know, I like my indie films. Mm. I went through the list uh, of films coming out this year. I couldn't find any indie films that I was particularly excited about. So, I could talk about some blockbusters. People, Go on, then. X Men, <sighs> Days yep. of Future Past. Mm. Really liked, really liked the like, really like the last X Men. Love watching Fassbender and McAvoy. Yep. And the thought of them with McKellen and Patrick Stewart with the crossover of the timelines. Yeah. It's a good trailer as well. Yep. Like, I'm really excited about that one. Mm. Mm. I'm still oh, yet to be convinced. I, I thought the last X-Men movie was okay. I right. thought the last X-Men movie was the best one of the bunch. Well, really? I thought it was okay. Well, I thought it was better. <laughs> We're all Wait, agreed that the third Wolverine. one's the worst. <laughs> I haven't seen Wolverine. The third one. Uh, of the straight X-Men movie. Yeah. Of, of the previous ones. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, although the only thing that slightly disappointed me was when I spoke to McAvoy, he said that he only did like one or two days with Patrick Stewart. Right. So I think there's just going to be like a single crossover scene or something. I don't think it's going to be them mm. going into action together. Well, well, you never know. They probably green screened it all anyway. <laughs> but I'm hoping it's going to be, you know, like the heat moment with De Niro and Pacino. I hope they're really going to build up to this exciting moment. I where... Sandra Bullock in that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also put down Dawn on the Planet of the Apes just because the last Planet of yeah. the Apes was a real great surprise. I am looking forward to that, yeah. Because like, the tra- I thought the trailer looked interesting. Yeah. Well. yeah. New yeah. director and new cast, so it's going to be quite different. But the guy knows what he's doing, Matt Reeves. Yep. Yep. He did Let the Right One In remake in Cloverfield, so I think yeah. he's, a, he's a good filmmaker. Mm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, because um, I went on set and I was just really impressed with what I saw. Much more Star Wars than superhero movie. Right. Well, I'm probably not supposed to say anything yet, but... Yeah, I was I was really and I think I think it looks the, the lead guy Chris Pratt just looked like a brand new movie star in the making there. It's such a weird concept. I know nothing about it, but I feel like people are going nuts about it. But um, you know it's got a raccoon in it. Yes, you I know, know that the, much, yes. It's, it's trailed yeah. even at the end of the Marvel Lego game. Right. When you complete the game, you speak to Nick Fury near the Statue of Liberty and then out of the bushes come these characters and I was um, I actually saw my five year old nephew complete the game over Christmas yeah. and these characters just like merge from the bushes and he knows loads about Marvel but it's that thing where he went who are them yeah. and I went the, the, called the Guardians of the Galaxy he went who are they and I went through them and went he's a raccoon from space and he, find, and he was just like that is awesome. <laughs> and Marvel are very good at doing all the, mm, the kind of stuff making like the universe but yeah. stick like a, together. There's a, there's a big tree. Yeah, it's like Hulk. One of the really strong. It's called yeah. Groot, and it's got the voice of Vin Diesel. And I think if they pitch it, 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 it could, it's such <laughs> it's a weird... look. Yeah. <laughs> Don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> raccoon and a tree. <laughs> a tree and a raccoon. Yeah, well, watched, surely you, you know, you're, you're like, like that with a hobbit. Yeah. The only negative thing about it was that the uh, post-credit sequence in Thor which uh, featured Benicio, Benicio del Toro yeah, yeah. who's the villain and it was pretty awful right. but eh, post credit sequence we'll it's see. not in this yeah. movie yeah. Um, and then the, the final blockbuster was Interstellar mm. because it's Chris yeah. Nolan so yeah, yeah, yeah. we know nothing about it yeah. but his films are always the most kind of exciting of the year I think yeah. and then I put two comedies in as well um, one which I think you're all going to not be impressed with Dumb and Dumber 2 oh, I'm not <laughs> I love Dumb and Dumber not, no. Dumb and Dumber is one of the funniest films of all time if they can get back a bit of that I'll love it. And then on a similar tip, really, in between us two, I'll mm. be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there opening day. Oh, well, you're in it. <laughs> I, I was in the first in between us movie, so. Yeah, I didn't really. spot you. You can just see my wrist, so. Wow. Oh, no. Just you your did, wrist? You did well, have a very particular, particular wrist. There you go. Oh, yeah. So you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah. has um, Netflix HD. 
You can tell it's a freckle. Is it from that scene when Jay's masturbating at the start of the film? Yeah, I'll, you're I'll doing just, stunt wrist. Yeah. Stunt wrist. Brilliant. Alex, what about you? What are you looking forward to this year? Uh, well, any games? Mm. Chris? Any games? No, you're looking uh, I've put TV, no I, put, I put Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mad, Mad Men's coming to an end, and I love Mad Men. Mad yeah. Men, the first person shooter. In terms of Max movies, Vision. I'm looking forward to the conclusion of The Hobbit. Just because... To get it out of the way. Kind of, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Enough now. I I do feel like maybe I missed something on uh, Desolation of Smaug. I didn't think you did. Really? No. It's just a bit long and a bit tedious. But a lot of people are quite positive about it. And I came out feeling really negative for the same reason that we mentioned earlier about my expectation was high because I really enjoyed the first one. But I just don't know how they're going to fill two and a half, three hours worth of film with what's left of the book. Trust me, he'll find a way. <laughs> well, probably. But is it me? That he, dragon, that yeah. dragon in Desolation of Smell, he's a bit of a hipster twat, isn't he? He just well, comes across what? as being a bit of a hipster wanker. I can imagine him wearing a really slashed V-neck t-shirt for some reason. He does. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? But, when he gets out, like, before he eats something, like before he t- like, wreaks havoc, he like, does a little Instagram. Yeah, really sunny. Because there's to be 45 minutes of him just going, aha. About to destroy Lake yeah, Town. I'm going yeah. to fuck all your shit up. But first, I think I'll just sit here and talk to you about it for a bit. It's like, oh, come it on, you're go a on dragon. You're not going to do that. Your favourite bit was, oh, was when Thorin was on that little. Yeah, that's why <laughs> and Thorin was on that little surfboard on the gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to <laughs> yeah. the, the third part of that. Yep. Put, putting it to bed. We didn't shit on any of Chris's films quite like that. No, exactly. I'm, I'm used to it. Uh, Titanfall, OVS, in terms yeah. of games. Uh, but Metal Gear 5. You are a I'm big growing. Metal Gear fan, yeah, but I was a little bit kind of skeptical. But the more I see of it, and the more I see uh, Hideo Kojima doing teasing tweets, I'm what, like. What do you think about the whole. The Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain, which one is it anything? Hard to say until you actually kind of know. I think. Because Ground Zero is going to be like a budget title, they said. Well, I think it's it's basically. It's kind of like uh, Gran Turismo Prologue. It's kind of like to tide you over. Yeah. Yeah. To to get. Because they know the production of it's going on for ages. Yeah. How it works and get you into. You know, I think it's a good idea. It's, It's essentially an extended demo that you pay for. So. But I think it's really going to demonstrate what, you know, the next-gen consoles or current-gen or whatever we decide to call them Would you now. buy, like, obviously Telltale have gone for the kind of serialization route. Yep. What about, like, an annual serialized game like The Hobbit? Something like that. So you bought, so, like, 20 quid, and then next year you get 20 quid, and then 20 quid I, the year after. The thing is, I, I honestly think that is the future of how games are going to be sold. Like, FIFA is should be following that model. Actually, we should go back to PlayStation now, because I was thinking about this. We didn't really talk about... Um, on a kind of related note, if you're on about how things will be provided, imagine with PlayStation Now, if it was kind of like Sky and you could just pay for like the shooters. Yep. Or you could just pay for like sports games. Yeah. And it's like, like channels, different, different be, tiers. Yeah, very smart, yeah. And then if you just care about shooting games, then yeah. you've got them all for a yeah. budget price. So I just wanted to throw that in. It's a shame quite... though, isn't it? Because, you know, what if, what if you're somebody that just likes a little bit of everything but not too much of it? Or then but I'm sure can... they'll have... Different tiered packages. I would have yeah. thought so, but yeah, yeah they, they haven't even begun Depending on you to speak you about it. You're thinking that Netflix have missed a trick with all this, though. You know, they seem to have incredible streaming technology to get they do. Ultra HD, but. But PlayStation yeah. have got everything else, though, haven't they? Mm. They've got all the IP. Yeah. Yeah. That you really need to launch it. Anyway, so get back on track. So. Well, just, yeah, Metal Gear is, is kind of the title, because I, oh, I only picked one of each, Chris. I didn't go for six. Yeah, so. I know. All the movies I had. I'm the movie editor. I can do it. I've got to say I'm looking forward to uh, season two of um, House of Cards 
on Netflix. Oh, yes. Really looking forward to that. Chrissy needs to catch up on that. Yeah, really. I will. That's before great. Valentine's Day. Is that yeah, right? That's yeah. right. Oh, new Game of Thrones. And New that. Game of Thrones, of yep. course. Yeah. Which is, did you read all the books in the end? Because I know um, you were I'm, up, I'm up to the third because I lost my Kindle for a couple of months, but I found it in my suitcase. <laughs> Was it no, next no, to it's the, like, uh, it's the like voice a, recorder that you stole from your <laughs> office? My suitcase actually has a it hidden was, compartment it? like for papers Drugs. and stuff. And that's where I put the Kindle. <laughs> I couldn't find Amazing. it because it's that well hidden. That's good. They're, they're pretty much the only two things I'm looking forward to. But I am looking forward to 4K technology hitting the home straights this year. You Honestly, like how? I know they've demoed Netflix in 4K, but yeah. what kind of connection do you need to... Like handle that five meg like bullshit. That. Seriously, man, because, I don't believe that. Well, it's because you don't. It's all a, you don't understand. It's all about codex. where you. It's all about where your server. Man, you don't understand. You don't like, understand the codex, man. Yeah, like five megabits. Dragons. Yeah, hipster five dragon. megabits if you're next to fucking Maidenhead. But if you're not, you're <laughs> stuffed. It's all about the H two six five. Is it? Isn't it? Is that the road ah. to Maidenhead? Is that the sequel? Yeah. That's right. To H264. Oh, there you go. Well, that's making no sense whatsoever, is it? But uh, yeah, I'm going to be keeping a look on the eye on the prices today. You see, I, I think I sent a link around the other day. Yeah. This TV in America, 55-inch 4K TV for about £600. Is that a Vizio? It will be rubbish. I don't agree with you. Buy one then. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. If you gave, gave me six, Can I get £600 no. budget from the no. office? No. There you go. You see? Put your mouth on the line. But that's yeah, not your well, it's, 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 it's that you call it. That's <laughs> 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 I accidentally said that in our conversation. It was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Put your mouth on my line. Ooh, I didn't say that. So uh, yeah, but, but if, if you if you believe in that much, buy it. Why? Because you just said you believed in it. <laughs> I believe in it. I'm excited about it. Right. But it, it's it's going to be as well. well no, come on, come on, come on. If it costs that little, yeah, surely it's not going to be very good. I don't follow your. Because most things that are cheap are not very good. That's true. How much do we pay in a month? Yeah, I was going to say you're expensive <laughs> and you're not very good. <laughs> And I'm cheap, so... Yeah. Um, Creeps, right. what are you looking forward so, to? So, yeah, get back on track. Uh, films, Gone Girl, mm. David Fincher. Have you read it? Murder Mystery. No, I haven't. I Is it Fincher? Well, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's David Fincher. Fincher. That's picture yeah. interest. Um, and unlike Stuart, I really like Zodiac. And yeah. I'm kind of interested to see him tackle kind of that kind of popular source yeah. material. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other film... I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I just wanted to talk about it, is Captain America. I'm not super looking forward to it, but I think it'll be interesting to see Marvel tackle, tackle another genre. So the one that they're touching on for the Captain America Winter Soldier is kind of 70s paranoid thrillers like Parallax View and mm. all the kind of Robert, some of the Robert Redford movies and Robert Redford is in the movie mm. as um, a supporting character. And I think it'll be an interesting one because I think he's the least interesting out of all the Avengers characters. Yep. Probably. Apart from the dude that fires the arrows. Hawkeye, yeah, he ain't ever getting the movie, is he? Um, (laughs) I think Iron Man 3, even though a lot of readers didn't like it, a lot of critics did, and I watched it again over Christmas. I think it's brilliant. It's really funny, and it does really well. It kind of modulates into that kind of buddy comedy Mm. cop thing. And it'd be interesting to see what they do with Captain America in that kind of other genre. I'll tell you what else I'm excited for. Godzilla. The World Cup. Oh, Mm. Are you? Mm. I'm excited for the World Cup, and if anyone knows how I can get tickets, oh, God's sake. what? Just putting it out there. I'm, Buy some. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm applying. I'm applying every are you, time. Are you going to try and go out there? Then, are you? Yeah, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone wants to come out with me, don't. <sighs> Have you mentioned games you're interested? No, in? I haven't. Um, so, the, the one game I th- want to talk about is Alien Isolation. Ooh, which I mean, so I've uh, heard anything about this. 
<laughs> which I saw just before Christmas on my last day at work. And it's a new Alien game that's been in production for three years. And it takes all of its kind of inspiration from Ridley Scott's original movie, yeah. not Aliens or anything else. It does look very so good. So mm. put any kind of misconceptions you might have because of what happened with Colonial Marines to yeah. one side, just for a minute. So I, th- I read a lot of the comments on all the stuff we put up earlier in the week on the game. And... Obviously, there's a lot of skepticism. Yep. People have been burned by that game and how it just went on for years and lots of promises being made that weren't kept. But there's no reason why one alien game's bad, the next one should be yeah, bad. Yeah. Obviously, you might be able to infer something about the way that Sega perceives the license and it on its watch, it let that happen. But this big game has been cooking for three years. We've not shown anything until the year of release. It's coming out later this year. Yeah, which I think is a decent developer, a whole new team. Yeah. I, we went to the studio. They seem seem very confident with the game. Like the attention to detail as well is, is, yeah, is, is I think amazing. Yeah. Like you know the little <clears throat> the bit that I always talk about is the, the elements of the soundtrack that come in when you walk into a new yeah. room. It's like wow, this feels exactly Sounds how just like an alien game. In yeah, fact, they, they've gone back to all the original like production stills and everything like that, and they've taken yeah. these stills they've and they like said, a, okay, we understand how we we can make this world's bigger than the original Nostromo but act, but really keep to it yeah they got intent. access they got sent like a three terabyte hard drive full of stuff that nobody's ever seen from the original um, mm. production of the movie so they've been able to take the world of the Nostromo which is just one ship and kind of tease it out extrapolate yeah, yeah. and build a new space station that you go visit as Amanda Ripley which is Ellen Ripley's daughter which you do see in the director's cut of Aliens yeah as a, as a picture of an old woman who died when Ripley was in like floating through space. And um, the pretense is Whale and Yutani want to know what's happened to their ship. Because if you remember, they wanted them to land on LV-426 and yep. find the alien and bring it back. That's what Ash's mission was. Spoilers. And they've sent Amanda Ripley out to find out what happened to the ship and retrieve the black box. Because Amanda Ripley wants to find out what happened to her mother. Yeah. And all that stuff about motherhood... It's kind of in keeping with the series as well. And I think it's a really neat idea. Mm. And there's only one alien. That's and there's it. one That's alien for all you need. And you can't you really need. kill it. You can maybe later on in the game defend yourself against it in the way you can with clickers in The Last of Us. So you, you might get the fashion of device of the alien attacks. You might be able to repel it once. Yeah. But then... It gets wise to what you're doing. Yeah, and also pretty much any, if you can't directly confront it, it'll be suicide. Yeah. And an interesting cast of supporting characters that we've seen. Mm. Yeah, I just think one of them's got to be an android. Oh, fucking hell. Something like this. Because the space space station you go to visit in the game is called Siegson. It's owned by this other corporation called Siegson, which is set up as a kind of competitor to Whale and Yutani. And they specialise in some of the advertising we saw in synthetics. So I imagine imagine if there's a level setting kind of a laboratory where synthetics are made. Yeah. Because the alien's not always going to be the threat in the game. No, no, no. And they mentioned Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs, but I thought something like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, they're only in the movie for 15 minutes, but they're always there as a kind of threat while they're trying to get Jurassic Park back online. So I imagine in Alien Isolation, you're trying to get the space station working or get yourself back to the space station yeah. and your crew. Yeah. And the alien's there as a threat, so you need to go into a room to retrieve an object. Yeah. And you've got to avoid the alien. But yeah. sometimes the bad guys you have to contend with are your crewmates. Yeah, yeah. You have their own agenda. Yeah, it'd be interesting how that kind of works. As long as it doesn't turn into a kind of all-out kind of uh, FPS or shooter yeah, or anything. I don't like think that. it's... From what we've seen, it's not going... I was no. just thinking about the first time I watched Alien. 
and uh, the bit where Ash gets his yeah. block knocked off and just how even today that's still such a shocking yeah. scene mm-hmm. that it's just absolutely I remember watching it and my jaw just dropping I couldn't believe what I was what mm. I was seeing like more so than the chest burster yeah right. yeah I think so because even by the time I, I came around to watching Alien I wasn't I wasn't that old when I watched Alien because um because I wasn't. Uh, but even up to, up to that point, it had been parodied on TV. There had been yeah. parodies of it. But then when right. you see the actual, when you see the whole film for the first time, chestburster sequence is still really good. Yeah. It's ruined by the tiny little Muppet alien, I think, yeah. that comes out. Yeah, that, I mean, when it runs that's, off. Yeah. That is the one scene in a film that I wish they could do something about with CGI yeah. and make it just a bit better. Also, at the end, there's... George uh, Lucas could do something yeah. with it. He's very good with CGI. Yeah. Also, at the end, <laughs> when, she's, instead. when she's running... F- um, the escape pod you can actually see a man waving a, a bit of cloth really yeah for, for me that that chestburster scene I saw space balls before I saw alien yeah. so I got to see the tap dancing alien before right. I saw the real one so I kind of knew what was coming because they even got John Hurt to do it didn't they that's in, right in space that would balls. be the George Lucas version yeah, <laughs> yeah. a song you know for the kids yeah <laughs> but do you remember the first time you saw alien then and how, how? Oh, it's such a brilliant film it's yeah. probably it's in my top three horror films Bloody love it. What about you guys? It's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it, but yeah. It does hold up. I think yeah. I like a lot of those films. I think my dad showed it to me when I was far too young to have seen it. Or left a copy of the VHS copy around. But yeah, it's one of my favourite films. That and The Thing, I think. Kind of sci-fi horror movies, just mm. two absolutely superb films. Well, funny you should say that. We're doing a feature on the top 25 uh, monsters of all time from the movies. Is that right, Chris? They'll be coming out soon. I think we've, we seem to have had Monster Week on the site the last week, even though... I've, haven't been that aware of it, but yeah, there's a few well, it's, interesting it's Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> a few interesting monster features up. So, do you think this is this year's going to be a good year? Uh, I'm not that excited. I'll be honest. I'm more excited about the year after when it comes to films. This year's a bit meh. I, you know, Titanfall is is exciting. Yeah, let's see what happens at E3. I'm sure there's going to be a big. Obviously, all the the kind of big launch games have slipped into this year. So yeah. you've got Watch Dogs, and there's a lot of exciting stuff. E3, I'm sure there'll be some really really big announcements. So yeah. I think it'll be a strong year. Yeah. Um, but we just don't know that much about what's going to happen later in the year yet. Don't forget, if you want to tell us uh, what you're most looking forward to this year, we're not really interested, but you could do it anyway. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN. I'm interested. Are you? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Reader FU, people have still been talking about uh, what we can do with Nintendo. Bless them. Yeah. Chris, Nintendo, you got the first them. Yeah, I have an email from Pete from Wilshire. It's quite a long one. I've got a lot to read out here. Okay. Here it goes. Uh, Pete says, I felt I had to email after this week's podcast for a second week running. I was shocked by some of the team's Wii U comments. I was too, because I wasn't here. First, on Keza's last show, when you were discussing its price point, £300 was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Three exclamation marks. One for each £100. I picked up a premium <laughs> version with two games for £199 from Amazon prior to Xmas. It really isn't as expensive as you all seem to think. We stand corrected. Okay. But I, I remember looking at the price of the premium pack. And, and okay, I'm sure Amazon, you can get it for a decent price. But it's, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, oh, Ooh. sorry, I went to drink because I thought you were going to talk some more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, uh, Pete says, uh, Luke commented that without the gamepad, it's just a Wii, isn't it? Which someone correctly replied, that isn't. That it isn't. That's what I said. Yeah, but yes, then it's not. <laughs> but then Krupa pipes up that it isn't an Piped HD up. console, though. You're right. saying it's not an. You said it's not an HD console. 
I think that point was it is a HD console. Well, apparently you pipe up. It isn't an HD console, though. I my, put it to you, sir. Well, <laughs> to which, maybe I misspoke or not, but like, obviously that's not my point. To, to, to which Pete says, A? Question mark. A? 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 I do in, mumble quite a lot. In what fair. way isn't it? Question mark. In what way isn't it? It currently runs Mario <laughs> at uh, 1080p, uh, 60 FPS, and games like AC Black Flag, etc. Which last-gen HD consoles can just about manage on their last legs? I think what I was saying, I probably misspoke, was if Luke was saying, uh, without the gamepad, it's just a Wii, I, my rebuttal would probably be, well, it's HD. Like, it is HD, at least, yeah. if nothing else. It's a HD console. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think he's... listen, won't we? Yeah. A, lot, yeah. a lot of yeah. controversy swirling around this. Um, yeah. And he kind of finishes by saying, I think Nintendo consoles are likely to be people's second console, much like the Wii was. Yeah, but that's... Mm. I don't know, I don't really have room oh, for... the days of well, second consoles are over. Yeah, for me. Well, it, it's not, it's the third console for me, because it'll be PS4, Xbox One, yeah. and then the Wii U. And I certainly don't have room for three consoles. No. But he's saying that people will get one of those and, and a Wii. Well, I'm saying I won't. I can't see it happening. Uh, Amelia Perez says, just wanted to add to the feedback of the Nintendo Defender in the last episode. Nintendo did not invent pressure-sensitive buttons on the GameCube. Those were on the PS2's DualShock 2, which released a full year before the GameCube did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the reasoning behind this yeah. next point. Most of these innovations Nintendo are credited with are not ideas only they could have come up with. They may have been the first to do it, but that doesn't mean if it were not for them, no one else would have invented them. <laughs> Thomas Edison invented the light bulb before any of us did, but that was by virtue of the advantage he had of being born decades before any of us. That's right. Surely yeah. the Had point. he not been around, someone else would have done it and it would be busy. Actually, I must put my hands up and apologise for not curing cancer because I've obviously only got to think about it and do it before anybody else does. <laughs> Idiot. Things like the D-pad were invented by Nintendo back when they had no competition. Other falsely attributed innovations of Nintendo include thumbsticks and poor controller ports. If they weren't around, I'm pretty sure we'd still have gaming. Yeah, if Nintendo weren't around, we probably would still have gaming. I wonder how much different, though, the gaming landscape would be. Who knows? But I, I, I just find it brilliant because they were around decades before anybody else. They came up with it. They just came up with it first. Yeah. And for that, they probably deserve a lot of credit. <laughs> I do not think Nintendo are still relevant. They have failed to read the changing needs and tastes of the gaming industry. Mm. I think they're wow. relevant, but to a much smaller audience than perhaps they were. Their appeal a few has years become ago. more selective. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, this is from Hunter Coyle. That is a name and a half. Proper, I thought uh, Amelia Perez was a good name as well. Yeah. Hunter Kyle. The problem with Nintendo is not that the Wii U is poorly named. It's not that there aren't any games to play on it. And it's not that there is. it needs a new bundle with the Pro Controller and without the gamepad. Nintendo's biggest problem is marketing. Nintendo ignored this massive new mainstream audience that we created in their next round of marketing for the Wii U by having commercials that did not explain it was a new product and confusingly only showed the tablet without giving a proper look at the game console. Yeah. So this all harks back to the original announcement back yeah. in 2011 at E3. Yeah where the main focal point was the gamepad. Yeah, and everybody in the room was looking at it going like, uh, so, well, myself included, is it a new machine? Is it just an addition? Because they had the machine in the background. Yeah, but it was very much relegated. But it was, yeah, and it looked, it still does look very much like a Wii. Yeah. Um, I think that is a fair point early on in its 
life cycle, like it's it pre-launch, but there was a lot of time to change the messaging before it came out. Yeah, but that's what, his that. point. I, but I still think by calling it, if they'd have called it the Wii 2, people would have understood a yeah. bit more. But yeah. the fact it's called the Wii U, it's like, what the heck does that mean? Mm. Also, it probably could have come out a bit earlier. Yeah. And well, it, I, I don't think they were ready for announce when they announced it. Yeah, really? No. Nah. That's, I think that's why it was half-assed. I think they realised, well, I think they probably thought that, you know, next-gen consoles were going to be announced maybe that year or maybe the year after. Sure. Got to get out there first. And then they fluffed it. Do you know, I'm curious, how deep into the development cycle of the Wii U do you think they decided on that controller with the second screen? Oh, I would have thought that would have been one of the kind of first things that they, because mm. it's all based around that. The experience is all based around the gamepad, right. the second screen. The problem is, is that, you know, so many people you can do it easily on a PS4 now with Vita so the, yeah. the selling point for that is like so what mm. Scott Mackey uh, on last week's podcast you discussed how many lives the doctor got on the Christmas special he said during the final oh, God, we were doing this like six weeks ago when I was well, last I don't care po- well you can't have done this is the Christmas special ah uh, okay right. but we, we were discussing Which this I, I, before Chris. I thought yeah. I downloaded to iPlayer and it's not there so I haven't seen it and it's not there anymore no, yeah. well actually actually you know what Really? You're not missing much. So he, he said during the final scene in the TARDIS, um, uh, what's his name? Fittipaldi, whatever his name is. <laughs> Fittipaldi. Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi. Emerson Fittipaldi. Drive off. Just thought, I've had enough of this. Good, good Fittipaldi uh, reference. Yeah. He said that he got a brand new set of regenerations and therefore they've got 12 new generations oh, so with Capaldi being the first oh, so it's set. not the issue we were talking about. Okay. So, so he had to watch it three times before he heard that line. Brilliant. Uh, and what, he thinks why? that... Why? Well, the sound mix messed up in it or something? I don't know. So Maybe he was watching it with his family line. at Christmas and like everything I tried to watch over Christmas, the old family was just fucking talking over everything. That is true, yeah. Did you miss this, Dan? I didn't. I don't remember hearing that line. Oh, but I just. I, but I think what he's saying is the way it was delivered probably didn't have much impact or weight mm, to it. But surely it seems like a throwaway. Big, considering it's such an important part of Doctor of lore, Who, lore, and that's, yeah, yeah. a lot but, of Doctor Who fans have a problem with how they handle this kind of huge piece of lore and they've oh, reset God. it. I have no idea. They just rushed it, did they? Yeah. Mm. So mm. anyway, he also says, "Are you excited for Godzilla?" Yeah, kind of am. Yeah, I think that first teaser trailer is good. Yeah, it looks yeah. interesting. Yeah, Gareth directing. Cram- yeah. We all like Gareth. Gareth, we all like Gareth in the office directing. Yeah. yeah, we all like monsters. So Cranston, yeah. Cranston, Taylor Johnson. Is he in it? Olsen. Yeah. Is Brian Cranston <laughs> get into trouble in the film? <laughs> he does. We can yeah. call it Cranston Pickle, can't we? That could be a headline. We could do that. Could have have you ever seen? Have you seen that strip version of the British version of Breaking Bad? No. Man finds out, out he has cancer. NHS treats him for free. One episode. Chris, you got more feedback? <laughs> I have. This comes from Max Fuller. Sorry. Brilliant. Need a moment. Take a moment. And fuck you all. Max Fuller says, uh, with the announcement of PlayStation Now and the variety of Steam machines at CES earlier this week, do you guys think that the sales of PlayStation products that are supported will increase lots? And do you think the Steam machines will increase the popularity of PC gaming and maybe gaming overall? No. New. Well, it's too confusing. Mm. Having fourteen steam machines is just like having the you know the breadth of PCs that are already. That's out the there. problem. That, we'll we'll that get all problem. fourteen of them, of course, probably. Because you're not going to walk into a game or a high street retailer and go, okay, I'll go for that. Because they're not going to have. They'll stock one yeah. if you're lucky. Mm. Um, what if you're unlucky? If you're unlucky, they'll have none. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
it's a shame because I think it could be a, it could be a good opportunity to really bring PC gaming to the to the fore. But like but you say, is, but where do you buy the machines from? Because PC isn't really supported on the high street. No, that's the yeah. Where you buy them from? Oh, the yeah, yeah, hardware. yeah. The hardware, and the, you know, oh like once you've got it, you know. Steam is an amazing place to buy cheap games, like the only digital distribution platform that does it right. But it's getting the hardware and making See, that decision. Now, how do you get that into the know, hands? That's a really good point because obviously, what what's the point of somebody like Curry's selling Steam PCs if yeah. all they're going to sell is the console and yeah. they can't sell anything else for it? There's yeah. no point in them doing it, is yeah. there? Yeah. So it would have to be an entirely online operation. You buy your Steam PC online, I suppose. But yeah, how do you get that out there to the masses? Yeah. How do you show what it can do? I don't know. Not going to do like like shopping more roadshows. Roadshows. Well, floor. I was going to say that's the only way they could probably do it, but I can't but see them having a budget for that. No, no. Like Alienware isn't mass market. No, none of those brands. Well, Alienware is the most mass market out of those brands. I don't know. Mm. It's still in its infancy, but it just feels like it's preaching to the converted to me. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think this is the final bit of feedback mm-hmm. for this week. Uh, it's from David Trevino, who says. Sometimes I have no idea what you're talking about, especially <laughs> since I don't watch Sherlock or Doctor Who, but I really enjoy hearing you talk. By the way, I got squat for Christmas. I went out and bought myself a Bose Mini Bluetooth speaker, though. There you go. There you go. Thanks, Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. We have no idea what we're talking about most of the time. Most so. of the time, it's true, we don't. Yep. Uh, so that is the uh, FU for this week. If you would like to contribute to the IGN UK podcast, you can do so by emailing us at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. You can try Facebook and Twitter, but let's face it, we never read out anything from those platforms. Well, no, Tom got fired. Yeah. He didn't get fired, he was killed. Killed killed by fire. You remember. Games out this week. It's his hair. It's like Michael Jackson. (laughs) It's just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, Games out this week. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, the PC version of that. Good game. Going to buy a Steam box for that? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) But... Is that it for games, really, now? Yeah, but it'll, it'll accelerate soon. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Yeah. And a couple of uh, small, no-budget movies coming out that nobody's heard of, Chris. Well, 12 Years a Slave. Obviously, oh, we've yes. talked about that a bit. Everyone should go and see that. Yeah. I will be seeing it this weekend. Um, but the other film is The Railway Man, mm. which you've seen and which I have seen. Isn't that the movie based on Will Goat's tweets about uh, First Great Western? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> should be. <laughs> In joke. Um, <laughs> it never, it, it's a film that never ends. <laughs> you weren't a huge fan of this Not one, massive. I can see. I think there's an audience for it. It's Colin Firth playing a buttoned-up middle-aged man in the 1980s who uh, is suffering deep trauma as a result of the way he was treated by the Japanese when he was a prisoner of war in the Second World War. And he decides, as a result of this, he's going to go back and kill the Japanese man that tortured him. What's that got to do with railways? Uh, he's a keen railway enthusiast. He goes there by train. Even, here's the thing, right? He's a keen railway enthusiast. I don't even think though, that... even though in the war he had to dig a fucking railway, yeah, you'd kind of think that would put you off. I think psychologically, there's least some. Yeah. Do you know what, Chris? I didn't even think of that. I feel really bad now. <laughs> yeah. But you know Monster. what? It's Colin Firth doing his buttoned-up. True kind of story, is it? Yeah, it is based on a true story. You maybe kind of want to read the book. They should, yeah. have, they should have subtitled it "Revengeance." Yeah, yes. like, we missed the marketing trick. If anything, <laughs> rail, rail vengeance. Yeah, that would work, wouldn't it? Well, depends. Kind on of the spacing. Buffet car, the vampire slayer. That doesn't work. Forget it. And on that note, should we just go out? I think that's it yeah. for this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, to everybody here. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Mm. Been a pleasure. Thank you, me. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.